quick thank you to our sponsors for making this podcast possible. They keep this show free to listen to. With Mother's Day around the corner, are you thinking about a truly special gift for your mom? Let me tell you about mylifeinabook.com. It's a unique service that turns your mom's life stories into a beautiful book. Pretty cool, right? Here's how it works. Every week, mylifeinabook.com will send her questions via email. These can be pre-written questions about her life or any custom questions you wish to ask. And then she can either type her responses or use their voice-to-text feature. And mylifeinabook.com compiles all of her responses into a beautiful keepsake book. And guess what? They can even create an audiobook using her voice recordings. It's like preserving her voice and her stories for eternity. This book becomes a legacy, something your future generations can treasure forever. Your mom's given you a lifetime of stories. This is your chance to give her a way to share them. I used mylifeinabook.com to compile my own stories to give to my daughters for Mother's Day. Check out mylifeinabook.com and use code PEACE at checkout for 10% off. Create an unforgettable gift for your mom this Mother's Day. That's mylifeinabook.com. Use code PEACE for 10% off today. I came to parenting with everything I learned in childhood. Yelling, punishing, controlling, and shaming. After trying almost every method, I found connective parenting and was totally shocked when empathy, listening, doing away with rewards and consequences, and being a safe place actually worked. It moved the behaviors of my children and it felt good, especially with my very strong-willed and highly sensitive oldest daughter. This podcast was born out of the idea of sharing the message and helping parents find more peace in a modern world. Welcome to the Peace and Parenting Podcast. So glad you're here. Welcome back to the Peace and Parenting Podcast. I am going to talk about the idea of cooperation. Cooperation is something that um, we're ultimately looking for in parenting because parenting feels very task-oriented, which is really unfortunate. And I think we've probably made it more task-oriented than we need to, but I think that's kind of a societal thing. There, there seems to be like a lot of chores to get done before we leave to get out of the house in the morning for those of us who go to school or co-op or work or wherever we go. And then there seems to be a lot of tasks to do before we go to bed. And so those two places in life for the majority of um, parenting feel arduous and and difficult, even if you're homeschooling, you know, at the end of the day, that getting ready for bed and the beginning of the day, getting ready for the day still can be very hard because of tasks. And so I, I get a lot of questions of people like, how do I get my kid to do? How do I make them, you know, do X, Y, and Z? There's a lot of questions around that because I think parents get very, very frustrated when they can't get cooperative kids. And I get it. And I struggle with cooperation too. I think it's not... It's foolish to think that you're not going to struggle with cooperation, but because we came from parents, likely most of us behaviorist parents came from parents who expected immediate response to tasks. You do it and you do it now and you do not complain and you were scared. You were scared to lag. You were scared to say no. You were scared to not do it. And if you didn't do it, you probably either got yelled at or punished or worse. So we were fearful and we would never push back on our parents. My dad asked me to do something, that thing was happening. And I know if I didn't do that thing, I was going to get screamed at. And so I, unless I forgot, I would do the thing 
because I didn't want to be yelled at. And that yelling was something that I um, would, would avoid at all costs. And so I knew better than to not be completing the task that I needed to complete. So a lot of us get frustrated when we go to ask our kids and they don't complete the task because our kids aren't scared of us. <laughs> so this is a good thing, right? They're not scared of us. But also in somewhere in the back of our minds, we're like, I wish they were just scared of me and did the thing because I don't want to work extra hard to get the thing done. The problem is, is that I didn't have a relationship with my dad because of the fear. And many of us didn't. And even if we had a relationship, the relationship wasn't this close, loving, bonded relationship. It was a very fractured, fragile, distant relationship that was based in this idea of, I feared him deeply. And I don't want my children to fear me deeply. I don't want them to fear me at all. And they don't. And if you listen to my podcast the other day, Esme came on and um, shockingly to me, she told on herself about how she impersonated her friend. She impersonated me to her friend's mom so that her friend could go to the party because her friend was like, somebody's got to call my mom or I'm not going to be able to go to the party. And Esme called this, you know, mom and, and, and faked being me. And when she told me, I wasn't mad at her and I wasn't angry and I didn't give her a punishment and she didn't fear telling me. She told me on the podcast because she so doesn't fear me. Now, some people might say, well, she doesn't fear you. So that's why she did it. Maybe. But she admitted that it was wrong. She knew it was wrong at the time, but there was so much more at play. She was doing it for her friend who had a fractured relationship with the mom who she feared her mom. So it was very ironic that that whole thing came out. But my point is, is that she doesn't fear me. So she's going to tell me when she does things that are wrong. She knew it was wrong, but she told me anyway, but it's on her. That's her morality. I guess that it's just this idea that we want ease of relationship, right? We want kids who can talk to us. They can confide in us, even if they've done the wrong thing. And I think it's totally amazing that they would choose to tell us when they've done the wrong thing and that that doesn't have to become a place where they're ashamed and embarrassed, but it becomes a place of discussion. We had this great discussion on the podcast about it, I thought. So I don't want a relationship like I love one I had with my dad. My The one I have with my dad now is lovely, but he's a different person. He's sober. He's you know really worked on his relationship with me. He's doing this parenting stuff for the kids. Like He is an incredible guy now. But back then, I deeply feared him. So that fear for us kind of sticks in our psyche so that when our child doesn't fear us, we kind of think something's wrong. And we almost maybe in the back of our mind, think, God, I wish they just feared me enough so they'd just do the thing because I don't want to work so hard. I don't want to connect with them to get them to do things. So here's what I'll say about connection and cooperation. Connection and cooperation go hand in hand. So when connection is running really high in your home, so is cooperation. When cooperation is running really low in your home, then you can probably look to connection being really low at that moment too. So this is why connected parenting is something you kind of have to do every day on an everyday basis with all the little situations that are coming up. If you're responding with connection, then you're constantly infusing connection into your house so that when you do finally ask for cooperation, you're more likely to get it. This episode is sponsored by ByHeart. ByHeart features a patent protein blend that gets closest to breast milk. Their formula includes the most abundant protein, alpha-lac, found in breast milk, as well as lactoferrin, the number one protein found in colostrum. 
BiHeart is an easy to digest formula, which includes prebiotics and an 80-20 whey to casein ratio, like an early breast milk, making it great for a newborn's digestive system. BiHeart is the only U.S.-made infant formula made with certified clean ingredients, including organic, grass-fed, whole milk, not skim. What it doesn't have is soy, corn syrup, GMOs, or palm oil. Curious about BiHeart? Redeem your welcome offer at byheart.com forward slash podcast. Use code PEACE for a limited time. Additional terms and conditions apply. You know what I don't miss at all? The vicious week before my period. I always used to feel like I was walking in quicksand and craving the most unhealthy of foods. My sleep was always off and my moods were unpredictable. Now it's easier to manage PMS with EstroControl. Happy Mammoth, the company that created Hormone Harmony, is dedicated to making women's lives easier. And that means using only science-backed ingredients that have been proven to work for women. They make no compromise when it comes to quality and it shows. And the biggest benefit, feeling like myself again. That's what women mention over and over in their reviews. And there are over 14,000 reviews of Hormone Harmony. For a limited time, you can get 15% off the entire first order at happymammoth.com. Just use code PEACE at checkout. That's happymammoth.com and use the code PEACE for 15% off today. So I get pretty darn good cooperation for two teenage girls. I get pretty good cooperation. I'd say for Esme now, almost like, 99% cooperation from her. Chores, tasks, anything I ask her. I don't ask her to do a lot, but when I ask her to do something, she does it. So the cooperation for her has been increasing over time, getting better and better at it. I'd say it was really, really good from the time she was like seven until the time she was like 12. And then we took a little dip there, 12, 13, 14. And then it started coming back 15, 16. And now it's like much better. And that's her own trajectory. And I don't think any kid is totally the same. Pia's different. Pia was super cooperative. This is the first time in her life at 14. She's not cooperative. So she's finding her voice now and she's finding her counter will now, and she's finding her own free will. And it's been a little difficult and I can tell that our connection is not doing well because she's also not doing that well. I mean, she's fine. She's just, she's in a place of very teenagerdom and it wanes on our relationship and mostly because I take it personally. And so I have to really reframe and not take her words and her free will and her counter will and all these things that she's trying to, you know, exercise. I can't take them personally because it isn't about me, but I'm human. And sometimes I do take it personally. So in this idea of cooperation, many people will come to me and say, I want to fix this with my child. I want to fix that. They won't get ready for school. People will say, I don't have a lot of issues with my children. They just don't do what I ask them to do, but that they're not doing what you ask them to do is a deeper rooted problem, right? It isn't just like, I can tell you to say these three things, or you can do these four tricks, and then your kid's going to do what you want them to do. Cooperation is a more kind of a systemic problem, meaning we have to work on the family system, infusing connection in order to get cooperation higher. 
So we don't actually work on cooperation. We just work on connection. And then as time goes on, cooperation starts to increase because the connection has started to increase. Now, if you are in the boat of me where cooperation is pretty good, except for your kids going through this kind of ickiness period, you have to be really then cognizant and poignant and um, specific about getting more connection. So I have to work really hard to get connected to Pia right now. And be honest, like I kind of don't want to because she's so broody. It's making me nuts. But I know I need to work on it. So that when I ask her to take out the garbage, for instance, and we've been talking about the garbage for like a couple of years, I think on this podcast, that when I do ask her to take out the garbage, she actually says yes. And she is getting better and better as time goes on. But there are moments when our relationship isn't good. And when I ask her to do it, she always says no. And then I know I have to stop everything and get connected to her. And she and I can reestablish connection pretty quickly because we have an ethos of connection in our house. But if you're coming to this for the first time, if you've never used the ideas of connection, then connection is going to be pretty low. It doesn't mean that you're a bad parent or you're doing anything wrong, but you're not used to responding to limits with connection. You're, you're still using punishments. Threats are still kind of within your yeah, parenting pedagogy. Like there could be these other things that are fighting against cooperation. So if you are using punishments, threats, bribes, you know, yelling, timeouts, banking, any of those things, they will also make cooperation much more difficult because kids, when they're manipulated, they often hold resentment. Not all kids, but especially our strong-willed and sensitive ones, they will hold that as a resentment. And then when you ask them to do something, they're like, no, I don't want to. And they might not know it consciously, but subconsciously, they might be being affected by these punitive measures. So whereas cooperation feels like it's just this one thing I need, this tiny little thing I need to fix, it is more of a systemic problem where the, the whole ethos of the family unit needs to be more infused with the ideas of connection on a more holistic basis. So all of the little pieces need to fall into place no punishments, using limits with empathy, playtime, you know, um, special time, like all of these things need to put in, be put into place so that you can boost cooperation, if that makes sense. I hope it does. One other little thing that I think is important, if you're using a lot of connection and you're still not getting cooperation, by the way, this can be a long road, then I would try asking one time. If you ask one time and nobody responds, don't ask again because we tend to ask and ask and ask and ask and we keep getting no and push back and ignore, but we keep asking. But why? Why do we keep asking? Do we think that the kid is going to actually do it on the fifth ask? Probably not. And who's getting angry? We are. And pretty soon we might be yelling or screaming or threatening or bribing or worse, putting in time out or who knows what? So ask once. Don't ask two, three, or 10 times. Then try to find some connection. Abandon your ask. Get connected to this kid. But if you're only doing it to get cooperation, I've said this before, you are being manipulative. So you all have to be using all of the other ideas of connection too, not using punishments and using all these other ideas. You can't just use it for cooperation. That's not, that's not fair. You're not playing with the, by the rules. <laughs> so you really have to live in a connected home in order to expect really good cooperation. But this little kind of trick I'm giving you cannot be your only tool. It just can't. 
it won't work. And um, you can't expect miracles. And cooperation takes time and it takes, um, you know, maturity, especially with chores and those things. And I'd say too, if you have little kids or even if you have big kids, use play, try to play through some of these things, try to be light, try to have levity. Don't make them so hard. Brush your teeth, brush your teeth, brush your teeth. Or is it, oh, I see shark bugs in those teeth or, oh, oh, my teeth feel so achy. Can you please help me brush my teeth? Can you find ways to be playful? That's connection too. Okay. I hope this helps with the idea of cooperation. I hope that you got something small or big out of this podcast. Thank you for joining me here in the Peace and Parenting Podcast. I'm so glad you guys were here and I can't wait to connect with you next time. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.